0: Hey everyone, welcome to Neighbor Science, Season 3, Episode 2. Uh, we had too much to do, so <laughs> we're doing a news episode. Yep. Um, that just means that there's too much research for the topic that we picked. So we're going to do something kind of lazy, because yeah. we can just like, copy and paste a bunch of shit into a Google Doc, and then yeah. just start talking about it. <laughs> we know
1: you could do it yourself, but we don't trust you to make the decisions.
0: <laughs> we have better opinions than you, that's why you're listening to <laughs> us. <laughs> <laughs> um, so today I I started with an oil theme, although it's kind of evolved into a, f- like a fracking theme. It's kind of centered on fracking. I guess there's some oil stuff, too. <laughs> and coal. Uh,
1: there's, some, there's some good dirty spoilers, shit in there. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Um, so we'll just start with the most general news about oil, which is crude oil prices. Yep. Uh, I've previously explained how that works on here, although I'll go over it briefly again. Uh, which is basically, oil prices are th- are set through a financial instrument called futures contracts. Uh, which is
1: Dutch for bullshit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, which basically means you agree to pay a certain amount of money for a certain amount of oil at a future time. And so, what most people are doing is they're just hoping that the price of oil goes up above what they were contracted to pay. Yep. So
1: also, um, money. what are our names? I don't know. Okay, yeah. I I, <laughs> I worked eighty seven percent of my last thirty two hours. So. I, I'm
0: um Jesse Farrar. Jesse Farrar. Yeah,
1: that's weird. I'm Farrar Jesse. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um yeah, I'm Ryan Salisbury. That's that's my real name. I'm Ryan. That Salisbury. is your,
1: as far as I'm aware. Yeah. Yeah. I'm uh Chris Nivens. <laughs> okay. And so solidarity underscore goth on Twitter. Yeah. But I'm taking a break.
0: Yeah, I'm Handle Rye, and uh not taking a break, but I'm getting bored of it again.
1: Yeah, you know, there's just so many things you can tweet angrily before the Yankees yeah. or the libertarians get to you.
0: Yeah, or some weirdo... Oh, you probably missed this. I <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I did. Yeah, you did, actually. <laughs> Yesterday, I was, I was working. I worked a 14-hour day. God damn. And I barely even went on Twitter at all, which is unusual yeah. when I work a 14-hour day. Usually, it's yeah. like, oh, I'm working 14 hours because I spent... Six of them on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Right. That's a lunch break. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But...
1: (laughs) Tweeting on the clock. Yeah. Yesterday, I just tweeted
0: this thing that was, like, things that should be illegal. And it was, Mm -hmm. like, money, property, Mm -hmm. employment, and all this shit. Mm -hmm. And then, I'm not going to name names, but a certain anarchist Mm -hmm. who writes 12,000 tweet threads all the time... (laughs) Our beloved. ...quoted it and was, like, uh, you can't make law illegal. That requires a state. I'm, like, (sighs) well... I'm using illegal to mean, like, the rules of society and yeah. not, and, uh, you like, know, the state. If I were going to be a pedant,
1: I would have said the same thing, but I'm not <laughs> trying for a PhD yet, <laughs> so.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he kept arguing with me, too, and eventually I was just like, yeah. dude, I'm trying to troll conservatives. Like, fuck <laughs> off, man. <laughs> Shut up.
1: Did you? S- I feel like him and um, Death Pigeon, Vicky, are, like, constantly just, like, spatting. Oh, I
0: don't know who that the, other person is. Uh,
1: uh, she's from, um, do you ever listen to Discourse Collective? It's Mm-mm. mostly commie, but like it's pretty good, like theory and stuff. Oh, okay, they also do like some other stuff. But the only I really, like, discourse
0: podcast I listen to is the Discourse with Chad Vigorous. Okay,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Chad, Chad's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, back I wish he would come our on our podcast, podcast, but he's probably too cool for us. He's probably too cool. Yeah. He probably lists way more than I do. He definitely lists way more than shame I do. Me. <laughs> yeah, and I can't abide being bested by another man. <laughs> um. <laughs>
0: Plus, he's a jock, and this is a nerd podcast, right. kind of. So, right. Yeah. yeah. I had to um, lose weight for
2: this podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um So anyway, uh yeah, crude oil prices uh set through futures contracts, peaked right. Uh this year earlier, this year uh in June at $77 a barrel and uh this week it's back up to 7112. Mhm. So it, it went down from the peak obviously mm-hmm. and then um now now it's back on the rise. So and if um, we
1: want to like don't buy oil futures right now. Yeah, don't buy oil or oil futures, and don't use any oil at all if you yeah. can help it. This is yeah. the uh, investment podcast. Yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, neighbor science. We yes. love giving investment advice. Yes. For but all like, of our all of our listeners who have tons of money.
1: Right. Um This is something that just is like an aside, and you know, you can like smack me down with your logic and, and reason. Alright, I'm gonna do it. Okay. <laughs> if you want. Um but the weird thing about futures contracts is that it's, like, you know, it's just classic kind of capitalist, um, I guess, like, operating logic to say, all right, like, you can you can get this off of me. Oh, shit, sorry. I barely slept at all last night. Basically, the idea is that, like, you have to make somebody promise to either do more work, get really fucking lucky, or make somebody else do more work to get anything out of the deal. Right. Which is just, an, it, like, a almost... Almost explicit increase in repression of people's freedoms. Yeah. Essentially. So a futures contract I mean, is that's really what just an agreement to fuck is. more people. Yeah. 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 All, just to make that explicit for everybody who's really into, like, oil prices or something. Yeah.
0: Like, know. all correct actions under capitalism are yep. based
1: on the idea that yeah. you're, just you're going to... Adding more layers to the pyramid. Yeah.
0: yeah. You, you're going to uh, get more revenue in the future, and that inevitably means that right. you're going to have right. more control over other people's exactly. time. Exactly. Exactly. Over the subjugated workforce of the state. Exactly. Um and the other thing that I brought up uh with, with oil futures contracts uh when we talked about it before was that if you look on like Investopedia where it explains what the purpose of oil futures contracts mm-hmm. is, there they make it seem like the people that buy it so that they can make money off of the price going above what the futures contract says are, like, mm-hmm. a tiny minority. They're, like, the fringe <laughs> group. They're, like, the loony people who right. are, like, oh, those blacky guys, right. that's not like what those, oil like, futures contracts are for. Come on. Right. Yeah, um, yeah, th- They say that it's Gold so... Gold stockpilers and shit. Yeah. yeah, they say it's so that uh, users of oil... Uh, can avoid price shocks Mm, so like they can pay now and then like oh if the price goes way up then they're safe from that yeah that's not what it's for yeah um Mm -hmm. there's a tiny minority of people that do that (laughs) and then the vast majority of it is people speculating on the price of oil yep um it takes a village guys yeah and that's how capitalism works guys um so you have some stuff in here
1: oh i just threw some bullshit in there okay um sorry that's uh, fine um one thing that was just funny is that like i don't know if anybody remembers when there was that kind of disastrous eruption at, uh kilauea in hawaii it's and, actually stopped
0: because i last i checked was like a month ago and it's still fucking happening yeah
1: yeah <laughs> I, I mean it's just like this oozing sore on the earth and you know i mean hawaii is beautiful otherwise you know um but volcanoes are, are, are so it was my dual. ass but if if there's <laughs> a bleeding pimple on it i
0: would still be worried Right. right,
1: right exactly. <laughs> um <laughs> But then all these, like, fucking, you know, like, Zero Hedge and these other kind of, like, creepy, like, uh, proto-dark-web sort of sites. Yeah, crypto-white supremacist crypto websites. Crypto-white supremacist <laughs> sort of sites are, like... The weird thing is that they then were, like, what if Kilauea was started by a bunch of crazy liberal scientists just <laughs> drilling into nowhere or fracking... And you're we, like, but we finally discovered Harp's true purpose. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> but don't the fracking people like you? It's so <laughs> confusion.
2: Uh, anyway. I
0: just realized that Zero Hedge is run by people who think Tyler Durden is a cool guy.
2: Yeah. The little. That's like, the type Avi of person that, 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 that goes to Zero Hedge. Yeah, they're like, yeah. They watch Fight Club
0: and they're just like, right. oh my God, that guy is right. so cool. This,
1: this like. This, like, violently kind of, like, toxic, like, homo-masculine yeah. figment of a schizophrenic imagination. The whole no point f- of no the movie is that those guys are bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, right. It's like the, the most disturbing element of your imagination, basically, is what I'm getting at. Yeah, He's a cool guy, <laughs> and we should, we should emulate that. He's know?
0: so cool and smart and knows how stock markets work. <laughs>
1: right, right, right. <laughs> <That> <laughs> something about kudzu vines on Wall Street. I don't, I don't know yeah so Kalauia like <laughs> caused by fracking that is yeah. that's true right um
0: one hundred percent right just and uh in there
1: with a file and just started causing volcanic activity you know
0: <laughs> um and so you also have some stuff about Indonesia here. I was just like I saw this earlier, and I was thinking that like basically no one in the u s really knows anything about Indonesia,
1: yeah, that's why I'm here and <laughs> I'm a sleeper. You afraid. were sent by the military. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Um,
0: uh Yeah. And I I searched something about Indonesia. I don't I think I just searched like Indonesia. Just, you just googled like Indonesia. Then, yeah. Or like, I typed like Google people. News or something like that. Yeah. And then there was an article that was like why Americans don't or why the tourism industry in Indonesia isn't doesn't attract Americans or something like that, which is basically like Americans don't know what Indonesia is. Yeah. yeah. That was the whole article. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So, so Indonesian, Indonesian, like, um, uh, international kind of PR and whatnot is, uh, interesting because it's always been their kind of tacit goal to avoid big attention. Yeah. Um, ever since basically like the, as far as I'm aware ever since like the sixties when this kind of, cia usa friendly uh general named suharto who then took over for 40 years like you know stomped out sukarno who was left-leaning um and killed half a million alleged communists and you know that's a big fucking bummer but like (laughs) (laughs) but um basically ever since then like his his whole new order government which he called the new order government um which isn't creepy at all and it's totally cool kids yeah um they so just, was, was he
0: propped up during like around the Vietnam War?
1: Um, so so he was part of the like whole fucking like anti Domino strategy thing, thing, yeah, thing yeah. where it's like, well, you know, these Vietnamese are sure giving us hell. We should let like a bunch of reactionaries in Indonesia just like destroy lives, yeah, for years. And I think I've mentioned
0: you know, this before. Not that that's anything. I'm going to say it again. We learned about Domino theory in public school, right? Which is the policy of going around the world and crushing communism yeah. with military force. Yeah. And at no point... And then saying, did why are you hitting yourself? Say, that was actually bad. <laughs> yeah, we shouldn't right. have done that. Right. They were just like, yeah, right. this was a thing that right. happened. Okay, moving on. We just, you know, we just... Yeah, exactly. We just
1: rolled sixes on the Nazis and kept going. Yeah. You know, like, fuck it. You know? We like our toys. Yeah, we decided to do that ourselves. Um, so, so all that tangent aside, but part of the political process of um indonesia's independence um which they gained sort of from the japanese and then definitely from the dutch who tried to come back and grab it back much like the french in vietnam actually fucking Um, hippies fucking hippies man (laughs) yeah so anyway the the, the sort of political economic process of um indonesian um struggle for independence Um, Ended up with some deal-making, which often does with these kind of democratic states and and whatnot, Um, especially when you've been colonized pretty aggressively for hundreds of years, and you kind of have to, like, just allow some bad shit to continue to happen, because otherwise they'll just roll back in. Right. Um, In this case, because USA was becoming, well, had already become, but was really increasing its dominant world power, Um, and I'm going to try to keep this short, but I'm almost, like, incapable of keeping things short i'm sorry i'm sure we'll talk about
0: indonesia a lot more later on
1: yeah yeah yeah. we'll probably do an entire episode on this shit because i'm kind of like the only expert in the states yeah (laughs) um (laughs) there's
0: no indonesian people anywhere in the u.s no they they
1: they are not indonesian (laughs) they if they say they are they're lying Um, yeah they're only in canada and mexico yes exactly yeah they're just filipinos pretending (laughs) um not like the filipinos They, they can stay um but but uh anyway so so basically this whole like sukarno started to lean left he wanted to have good relations with like japan and china and all this kind of shit and then you know the u.s and and i probably by extension nato or some bullshit didn't really like the tendencies they saw there where it's like oh maybe i should look uh, look after my people and maybe the nationalism isn't the sole solution to national problems um So then Suharto rolls in, blah, 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 kills a bunch of people indirectly through kind of instigation, sort of Milosevic style, um, and then kind of makes some deals here and there. Um, He actually suppresses the Islamists um, in favor of kind of like a secular nationalist kind of government. But besides that, he also continues to kind of prop up deals here and there. Um, that were either made or grandfathered in through previous treaties and occupations such that, and this isn't oil, but it is extractive industry, um, the Grassberg mine, which uh, is basically owned and operated by freeport McMoRan, which is like this gigantic fucking thanos of mining <laughs> like it's fucking awful and it's american as fuck
0: sounds like a company we need to talk about
1: yeah freeport yeah. McMoRan is a big deal i've never um, heard of them exactly yeah. you've never heard of them yeah um and they operate i think it's uh the it's a, like a almost like a double mine complex in the same area okay it's the i think it's the third largest gold mine and Largest copper mine in the world, mm. and it's in Papua, as in like the landmass. I can't remember how we do the provinces now. We is in Indonesia. Blah blah blah. But Papua used to be called Irian Jaya, which is essentially a colonial term put on them by the Indonesian government. Mm. Because of some political, they knew that there was resources there and the people there couldn't fight back. So basically after, (laughs) quote unquote, liberating themselves from like the Japanese and Dutch in the kind of World War II and post-World War II era, they then felt very free to just kind of be like, well, the Dutch were kind of there. Let's take it. (laughs) And anybody that, you know, tries to stop us will be absolutely fucking slaughtered. Yeah, but then because of, everybody's got to be a damn Commodore Perry right exactly everybody's <laughs> just got to do this shit and, and you know so they made it a, a, like their li- little mini African colony in damn. the eastern you know uh, uh, kind of you know Indonesian area anyway so then Grasberg uh, mine is basically grandfathered in through that but into a treaty such that Americans own and operate it so it's this kind of like Russian doll proprietorship yeah. And anyway, so I mean it, that's
0: how American contracting tends yeah to work Exactly. Anyway.
1: They're just like shells and shells and shells and shells all the way down. What was this? Several years ago now. Um so okay, so backing up just political economy, right? And I'm sorry for hijacking. We'll get back to oil shit. Yeah. Uh very soon. But this is all pretext and background backfill for why Indonesia is making these decisions now. Mm-hmm. So in the late nineties, you know, when I was, like, hitting puberty and we were actually living there at the time and it was starting to get a little heated because the financial crisis, the Asian financial crisis, which is, like, a regional global financial crisis as, as we experienced it, um, was really just, like, just punishing these Asian economies because mm. of restructuring and, like, debt savings stuff that, that, like, these, like, the IMF and Western powers were just, like, pushing on these guys. Like, oh, you you're all irresponsible and you don't know how to handle your money. And you're like, okay, motherfucker, well, you know, like, let us try, you know. <laughs> um, so because of all this, then Indonesia went through some uh, political turmoil um, because there's no actual separation between politics and the economy. Um, so they figured out what people had long, I think, suspected, which was that Suharto, the reactionary you know, autocrat uh, who established the new order, uh, had basically set up his family as a government mafia, and they owned and or embezzled a shit ton of stuff from these national well, Now, industries. that's unusual
0: for a, a dictator to do. You know,
1: I've never heard of it anywhere <laughs> else, um, but it's a good thing that it doesn't happen in these here United States. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're safe or some from of that. those other oil-rich countries. Yeah, <laughs> certain, <laughs> ones. <laughs> certain ones. I'll leave it
0: up to you, the listener, to decide which ones yes. that I'm talking about. But it goes by a two-letter it's not acronym. A Venezuela. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> it's one of those other ones. <laughs>
1: um, so because of that, then they they went into what they now call the democratic era, which is basically everything since the late '90s has been uh, more or less democratically elected um, um, presidents and everything like that. Which means that they are now trying to representatively uh push national policies that reflect their economic needs their political needs etc which in may 2008 um led to indonesia saying we're going to leave opec um when our our membership expires this year um and we're just kind of like we don't want to have to meet the quota and we want to kind of like just govern this ourselves blah 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 another 8 years later in 2016 they're like well we're back we're back in OPEC but then they had these other issues with production and they really favor Indonesia's interesting because they like to fly under the radar and they like to mind their own business and they're a huge fucking economy and they're th- they're the fourth largest population in the world um and its I think it's like they have like 1% of the world's land mass, which is a damn lot. Um, anyway, so with that and all their resources and all their, you know, people, they're really concerned about governing all that, and it's a little tough. So they've been kind of working on new policies, including what I think it was the Jakarta Post called economic nationalism. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've heard this term before. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) So even the current incumbent president who's up for um, uh, re-election against his prior rival, who was like an old guard um, kind of strongman type with like a kind of a previous... He was like associated with with some of the previous uh, autocratic people. Um, But now they're both kind of competing over like how kind of populist and nationalistic, they can kind of talk yeah. about their oil and, and, and gas and other um, natural resources, their extractive industries and whatnot. Um, so the grassberg mine that I mentioned, uh, uh, Joe Coe, the current president, he, he did this kind of, I forget if it was like an executive order kind of thing, but basically he's like, we're going to buy like the majority shares from that, uh, uh, holding so that we can at least like steer how it's used and, and whatnot. Um, because it's kind of like, it's kind of not right. What's been happening with it, but this is like the best we can do. So it's weird of course, because as capitalism tends to work, the rich guys got paid twice. Right. But by the way, I'm imagining this guy being
0: carried around in an air conditioned palanquin.
1: (laughs) (laughs) right exactly Exactly. (laughs) And then, um, you know, and then now they're just kind of talking about like, well, you know, they're they're encouraging the um, Indonesian oil producers and whatnot not to sell to like I think it's Chevron and whatnot, uh-huh. um, but to sell directly to the national oil and gas uh, company. You know, essentially this I, I I forget what the actual full name of it is, but basically the, the you know the, the Indonesian national company that that handles that shit just okay. sell to them instead of the foreign. Companies and through actual, like, activist redistribution to the national company to essentially nationalize control of their own oil and and other resources that they can choose to. Well,
0: hopefully, they actually get to the other resources part because, yeah, it's kind of what Venezuela did wrong, yeah,
1: yeah, (laughs) exactly. And we'll get to Venezuela in a few topics, right? I mean, same episode, couple topics. Oh, yeah, 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 sorry. Um. Anyway, that was a huge tangent. My apologies. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> flapping my mouth.
0: Uh yeah, so hopefully Meanwhile, we'll talk about Indonesia some more because yeah. yeah, I would like to hear more about it. I don't know anything about it, but it's pretty historically important yep. um in terms of, for capitalism and mm-hmm. um pretty important still. Yep. You know, I, I think a lot of uh tin used in phones comes from Indonesia mined by child slaves that are yep in working in a illegal mindset or there. even adult slaves <laughs> yeah 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 It's yeah. and yeah of, that's you know one of the things when i was like i mean there's been a lot of phases where i'm like getting woke or whatever <laughs> yes but like back in like uh 2011 2012 uh-huh. i was i was reading a lot about like existing slavery in the world and that was one of the countries pretty, that kept coming up was in pretty bad shit yep yeah yep just like kids being swallowed up into pits of mud yeah or like uh, these like weird like flotilla type things where mm-hmm. they're just like dredging bodies of water for yeah, um, rare earth metals.
1: Yeah, to put in, <clears> in iPhones. I don't even know all of the shit that happens there because, like I said, it's a huge country. Yeah, I'm sure um, very few people do. <laughs> yeah, and it's like it's one of those kinds of like. How many people live there? It's probably like at least nearly as billion, many as right? in the states. Um, really, I think the states now is like in the something like three forty three fifty million yeah. range. And Indonesia is trailing by, like, maybe 60 million. Wow. So, like... And I think that's... Honestly, I think a lot of that is just, like, things like child mortality. Yeah. And um, um, things like that. You know, yeah. nutrition issues.
0: Okay. Cool. So, the <coughs> big topic that I have here today... Um, this mostly came from one article. Though I cobbled together some stuff from other articles. Um, and it's about a company that was... More in the headlines, uh, like maybe five years ago, um, five plus years ago. Um, that's I don't know if it's still around, but the person who was in charge of it is is not around anymore. No, <laughs> for sure. Um, and the company is Chesapeake Energy. Um, they're basically the company that's responsible for the fracking boom in the U.S., um, which kind of happened from, I guess, around. 2008 Mm -hmm. to 2014 basically Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. and if you don't know what fracking is yeah um it's what it's um it's a type of coitus that mormons invented between robots and humans (laughs) that only happens in deep space (laughs) for those of us yeah okay so
0: (laughs) i was like oh he's actually thinking of people who may may not know what that is (laughs) fracking is when
1: you blow up Part of the Earth's crust yeah. to get a bunch of nice Bernie shit out. Yeah, one thing and that, get
0: rich. One thing that uh, I think is not obvious about fracking.
1: So I mean, we,
0: I think people growing up now just became familiar with it just because it was like around us all the time. But you mean familiar it's not with not totally like obvious the industry? The well, the, the concept of fracking. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 right, right, right. Well, I yeah. think what's not obvious is that it's like a new technology. Yeah, it was a technology that was inve- invented in like the 80s or the 90s. Yeah. So, um, something that was not possible for a long time.
1: From the era of Gordon Gekko yeah, and um, shoulder-padded suits. And
0: that's sort of related to this whole story. This whole story. Um, so the fracking boom came on the heels of a man named Aubrey McClendon, mm-hmm. whose charisma attracted investors that allowed him to control the immense amounts of money needed to build Chesapeake energy.
1: This is like... Sorry, this is like Blade Runner <laughs> written by a Civil War veteran. <laughs>
0: um, the uh, the U.S. is unusual among other countries in uh, giving landowners and not the government the mineral rights to a piece of land. So in, in other countries, you if you own land and you discover oil under it, the mm. oil belongs to the government. It doesn't belong to you. Right. But in the U.S., if you have oil on your property, that uh, it belongs to you. Mm-hmm. So... That means that companies that want to produce oil um, have to convince the people whose land the oil is on to sell the oil to them, as opposed to other countries where they would get a contract from the government. To, exactly. This is um, the
1: premise of the famous documentary, There Will Be Blood. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Um, which was only possible in the United States. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: I don't remember anything about that movie, except that I didn't like it. Oh, you didn't like it? No.
1: I mean... I, I think it was like...
0: This probably came out when I was like 13, 14. Oh yeah, how old is that movie? I don't well, know. You, can't, you can't
1: jerk off to that movie. You know? so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's why I didn't well, like it. <laughs> I, some of us can.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. So Aubrey McClendon uh, was a landman in the oil industry, which was the person who convinced landowners to sell them the lease for the oil that they that they want. Um, so because. Shale oil, which is the type of oil that that fracking gets to um there's no like single large deposits of it anywhere, unlike you know liquid petroleum where there's like you know specific oil fields uh like in formerly in Texas and currently in uh that one country that I was talking about earlier right <laughs> uh so or Venezuela or whatever um so the the fracking industry depends on on uh, drilling a lot of deposits so the fracking boom was driven more than anything else by the acquisition of, of the property rights over the land. So in for r- liquid oil... Uh, liquid oil is probably the wrong term, but anyway, for traditional oil drilling, since there's one large deposit, you just get the land rights to the one place, and then mm-hmm. most of what your business depends on is consistent production and refinement and being able right. to meet deadlines and contracts and all that stuff, right. whereas shale oil is just... Get as much fucking
1: land as you can
0: (laughs) and get as much oil out as you can.
1: Yeah. Um, How how to make capitalism more capitalister. (laughs) Right. Yeah.
0: So this means that there's a a crucial ingredient needed for fracking, which is capital and lots of it. Yep. Um, So I have a quote here um, from this article. Uh, As oxygen is to life, capital is to the oil and gas business, said Andrew Wilmot. A a Dallas-based mergers and acquisitions advisor to the oil and gas industry at Purposed Ventures. What a bad name. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The industry needs capital to fire on all cylinders, and the founder and father of raising capital for shale in the U.S. is Aubrey McClendon. Um, So notice here he's not talking about raising means of production. Um, This is completely unambiguous, at least I think. Means of production are not being constantly consumed like oxygen. Right. Which is what he said. And uh, mergers and acquisitions advisors are dealing with finance and not means of production because you don't merger. I mean, you can acquire means of production, but you don't merge means of production. That makes no sense. Right. That's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And people don't raise means of production. They raise money. So clearly here, um, what's really important to the fracking industry is the finance that they need to acquire land Mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. extract the
1: shale oil Um, and buy the equipment. But still. And the the beauty of it is that if you wanted to get into fracking, you could start with a single lemonade stand. And if you just work really fucking hard, pinch your pennies, pinch your pennies, (laughs) and maybe suck a little dick on the side, you know, and there's nothing wrong with either of those things independently. Yeah. you know, you can also hire hire people. You know, hire people. You you
0: voluntarily agree to give them money, and they voluntarily agree to yes. give you trade you their
1: labor. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and the, and you just allow them to freely vote for you to be the boss. Yeah. While they're not there. Yeah. If they don't
0: like it, they'll find another job. That's <laughs> yeah. Fine.
1: Yeah. Um, At a different lemonade stand that doesn't go fracking.
0: <laughs> um. So capital for the fracking boom, um, came because of. Mainly because of low interest rates from the Federal Reserve. So from like basically after the financial crisis to about 2014, well, no, until about now, um, the Federal Reserve has had approximately zero effective um, interest rates, which means if you borrow money from them, you only have to pay back the amount of money that you borrow.
1: Daddy's bank account.
0: Yeah. So pretty
1: sweet deal. All mm-hmm. the uh, rich people get yep. that
0: w- none of us get because we have to pay interest. But
1: I have alone. been pre-approved for a number of credit cards, <laughs> so maybe I will start 0% a lemonade APR stand. For the first
0: year, does not blah, blah, blah. <laughs> 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 um, So, yeah, just to explain the interest rate thing because. I really hate the
1: common explanation of it, which is uh,
0: interest rates are the price of money. Um, Oh
1: my god! um, It's like it's a fucking okay. It's like it's like you know your first graders first time smoking weed. (laughs) Interest rates are the price of money. Are you fucking kidding? All those first graders (laughs) that smoke weed. (laughs) Economics is hard, says everyone. You know why? Because it's a fucking myth. (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um.
0: So the, the interest rate is basically the like the, the degree of freedom that a commercial bank has to lend at their own discretion. So um, consider money on the scale of of banks and large corporations, not on our scale. It's, it functions totally differently for us. Um, mm-hmm. On on their scale, money from the state functions as a, a promise uh, to control to be able to control the subjugated people of the state. So the state has a large. Especially the U.S. has a large subjugated workforce. Um, we are all willing to work for dollars. We all need them in order to survive. Yep. So anyone who has dollars will be able to hire us as long as, you know, we need a job and yep. we have the skills that they they require of us. Mm-hmm. So the central bank creates new state money um, through lending, but the um, commercial banks that are granted control over the state's subjugated people are liable to eventually return that money or control to the central bank so that
1: it's just like with the mine treaty, right? You know, yeah. capitalists always get paid at least twice. Yeah. You know, exactly. Because they are given state authority to acquire those. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. Payments. So with, with zero interest rates, that means y- you only have to, you know, break even. Yep. So if you're playing, Amazon, <laughs> <laughs> if, uh, well, they are, they're, they're, they're not really breaking even. That's just an accounting thing. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Um, but basically, counting uh, is also a mess. <laughs> sorry. God damn it. math is a mess. Keep I am sorry, <laughs> mathematics. Um, Go um, ahead. <laughs> so, anyway, the interest rate is an additional liability, um, essentially restricting the amount of experimentation that commercial banks and therefore the businesses they the, the businesses they lend to are able or willing to perform. So, um, the lower the interest rate, the more willing banks are going to be to take a risk because if they if it doesn't work out as planned, then they're not liable for as much money. Mm -hmm. Um, so again, the federal reserve has maintained zero or near zero effective interest rates since the recession. Um, so in other words, it's been giving free reign to business to do whatever it wants to the extent that, uh, such a policy exists with central banking, which
1: is unprecedented in history. I mean, that's (laughs) never happened before. It's probably not going to happen again. These lucky bastards. Yeah, (laughs) they really, they really jumped on that one.
0: Um, so businesses like Chesapeake have been able to expand rapidly just by throwing any uh, money at any problem they come across. And I have a quote again here from the article. Um, in the decade before 2004, Chesapeake spent around $6 billion acquiring properties, companies, and leases. McClendon, who would later call these years the great North American land grab, <laughs> Gross. developed a reputation among his peers for overpaying. His aggressiveness didn't endear him to the old-time oilmen. Everyone in Midland hated Chesapeake. One said they came out here when land I should read this more like a like a rich business guy uh, everyone. They, they came out here when land was leasing for two <laughs> to three hundred dollars an acre. All of a sudden, Chesapeake was paying two to three thousand dollars. <laughs> they got in some good places because they shut everyone else out. Their attitude was, "We are Chesapeake, get out of our way
1: <laughs> That's what business guy's talk like right? <laughs> well, you know it depends on your central bank. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: I think, I think their attitude was more like, hey, we're Chesapeake. We're walking here. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. So contrary to conventional wisdom, both neoclassical and Marxist, um, Chesapeake was not trying to minimize costs. So according to um, any other person's economic theory, what businesses try to do is minim- minimize costs so they can maximize profit. Which is absurd. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's not how business works. They were they were paying far above what the dominant players were okay. paying as part of a strategy to increase their value in the future by mm-hmm. getting valuable mm-hmm. leases now. Mm-hmm. So they were betting on the outcome of them controlling enough of the uh, shale oil rights in order to beat the other capitalists yeah. at gaining revenue in the future. Yeah. Um, so ironically at the time, Alan Greenspan, former chair of the Federal Reserve and uh, possible uh, boy lover of <laughs> Ann Rand <laughs> when good he was 14 old, years old.
1: Good old Randy and boy lovers. Yeah, uh, is there a club for that? <laughs> yes. I
2: think there might be <laughs> there a There definitely is. Yes. Um, and uh, it's in Congress. Yeah,
0: Ann Rand's uh, boy toy believed the uh natural gas industry to be waning and thought the best move at the time would be to build up infrastructure to import liquefied natural gas from abroad. Um however because of this fear Republicans pushed through legislation that removed costly disclosure requirements on fracking chemicals. Mm-hmm. Hate those nutrition labels. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, also around this time, McClendon financed an ad campaign called coal is filthy, which pointed out the environmental and health effects of coal and pushed liquefied natural gas as an alternative. Um, so he was also a hype man uh, believing that natural gas would maintain high prices indefinitely uh causing others to unsuccessfully bet on the same outcome.
1: I wonder why you would say something loudly if it wasn't true. <laughs> um <laughs> so uh
0: basically Chesapeake grew from almost nothing. Uh I think I think their initial investment was only like $10,000 or something like that. Um to uh the largest fracking company in the in the country. Mm-hmm. Um and as a result of Mostly their actions, but Mm -hmm. also uh, the other companies that were uh, involved in fracking. Uh, From 2012 to 2016, liquid natural gas and oil prices plummeted uh, with production following suit. Oil production was at a 150-year low in 2016, which is... I mean, that's for North America, but still, that's crazy.
1: Oh, oil production. I was like, but I thought fracking was new. (laughs) No. (laughs) I've had two well, beers. Well, was also I am I, I'm a grown man and I've had two beers, and I can't read. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: um. So in in 2016, 60 percent of fracking equipment remained idle. Damn. And.
1: Well, that's just inefficient. How How could that be possible? Yeah. I don't so that's understand. Um,
0: that's a point that shoulder Dickler Nitzan make repeatedly in capitalist power, which mm-hmm. is at any given point, um, a huge percentage of our so-called means of production could just be not running because they don't have the capital to run right yeah and yeah i mean that's
1: that's why your dunkin donuts service is so shitty
0: yeah i i think just that statistic alone is like a complete indictment of capitalism as a functional system 60 percent of fracking equipment remained idle because the prices were low yeah not even for a real fucking reason just because like oops we produced too much and right. so now we can't use anything
1: y- yeah yeah oh there's there's all it's just a fucking miasma yeah of of bullshit <laughs> i mean and then of course they 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 blame the laborers for being like lazy or mm. you know unwilling to take a reasonable wage and you're like dude your right. factories aren't doing anything yeah <laughs> <laughs> um
0: and so speaking of lazy employees uh, during the whole bust, fracking companies laid off almost half a million people. Which is God damn. That's roughly that's insane. Five
1: hundred thousand people. <laughs>
0: I'm losing it. That is okay. uh, <laughs> I mean I don't even like that's that the number seems so crazily high because that is if you think about one one seventh of the country.
1: Five hundred thousand people? Is am I doing the math wrong? Five hundred thousand people. That's
0: n- that is half a million, right? I'm not.
1: But five hundred thousand is, is is half a million. Okay, that's the basic but but calculus that
0: I thought I might be getting wrong. But so three hundred fifty million. I think Americans. it's one
1: seventy. I am trying for this one. Oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah, but yeah. But still, I mean, one, one out of seven, one out of many people.
0: 1,700?
1: Let's, let's Siri. <laughs> how many times
0: does Yeah, it's one... God, I don't fucking know, man. (laughs) By the way, this is one of my favorite podcast bits, trying to do math on the podcast. (laughs) Um, God damn it, do I have to do it? (laughs) Uh, Not Skype for business, come on, man. I'm not trying to do Skype for business.
1: It's a a small percentage, but it's still a lot.
0: Yeah, 1-600th, 1 1-700th. 1 yeah, 1-700th. We are both... 350 million... Okay. That's more reasonable, I guess. 1-700th yeah. of the... But that's still a huge, huge percentage, like, in terms of mm-hmm. 300 million people.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. Um, so... Are we good at math? No. No. Are we good at economics? <laughs> I don't have to be good at math. I'm a programmer. We're good at podcasting, <laughs> arguably. Math is for computers. Yeah. <laughs> that's my philosophy. Yeah. Um... It's a good thing. This podcast hasn't gone big yet. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And so,
0: yeah. So the last, the last little point on this, uh, is, um, because of the strategies during the boom of just borrowing to Mm -hmm. buy money or buy money, uh, to buy (laughs) land and, and
1: there's that brain poison again. Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) Um, so because they were taking on so much debt to buy land, um, after the bust happened, CEO uh, Rex Tillerson, mm-hmm. um, CEO of Exxon, and is he is he currently the Secretary of Energy or
1: God or no? Who, he's Secretary who even runs the country anymore? Yeah, I don't fucking know. Besides, he was Secretary of State for a while. Besides, which is the, like you know, all right. Yeah, what, um,
0: like making him the Secretary of State? I cannot think of a bigger conflict of interest than weird.
1: That. Yeah, Other because than, he like, knows make, how to make, run a company. Him disappointing him to be commander-in-chief of the (laughs) military i met this gentleman in a rail car in the 50s (laughs) and by golly he read some really interesting stuff to me from a newspaper and i believed it (laughs) rex tillerson (laughs) you have my vote and
0: my weird handshake hey uh man whose company's profits depend almost exclusively on us making war in other countries uh would you like to be in charge (laughs) of the department uh that's in charge of diplomacy (laughs) oh you would oh okay cool i'm glad (laughs)
1: Yeah You're hired Because the previous Secretary of State Was a total failure Blah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's talk about it. Let's not Fucking talk about no, that Fucking no bummer Yeah
0: um, Yeah so Rex <laughs> Tillerson noted After the uh, After fracking busted um, That uh, All the fracking companies Had so much debt They weren't even worth buying So even at an Extremely discounted rate It's just like Fuck it man Yeah Yeah So um, So that As always I thought that was gonna take longer fracking <laughs> um and and the reason that i brought this up is because there was a there was an article that i saw that was like that said fracking could be over soon because of the end of low interest rates Right, because of the interest then rates. i'm reading this article i'm like well mm-hmm. it sounds like
1: fracking is already kind of over fracking could be over because money costs exactly its <laughs> alleged value <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the price of money is going up. Interesting.
0: <laughs> Markets in turmoil as the price of money skyrockets to ninety dollars a dollar. <laughs> right,
1: right, right. <laughs> and that's why we can't do business. That's that's my favorite onion mathematicians ever. are gripping their heads. It's so funny.
0: Dude. It's like yeah. that that article is so good. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah so the next thing I have is uh, let's see. It says vevuzola. I don't yes, know what that Vavuzula. has to do with oil. Um, I guess they're kind of made of oil, right? Because plastic is right. made of oil. It's pure oil. Yeah. Um. So the the in oil prices has had global effects. Damn, I, I even built a fucking segue into this, and I didn't even I didn't take it.
1: You want to do it again? Well, you want to you want to do over?
0: Yeah, sure. Uh, so from 2012 to 2016, liquid natural gas and oil prices plummeted. And speaking of the in oil prices, <laughs> Venezuela.
1: Boy, <laughs> what a slick segue I did there. Um, <laughs> those those moody <laughs> communist instrumentalists in the south. <laughs> Um,
0: Yeah, so in in the actually existing socialist country, uh, socialism with uh, Bolivarian characteristics uh, where the uh, high oil price was previously funding social programs and wealth redistribution has since caused Venezuelan industry to grind to a halt. So uh, in April, uh, Canoco, which is half of Canoco Phillips, which is a large conglomerate, I think U.S.-based conglomerate, Mm -hmm. I believe they are the people that make electric razors.
1: It wouldn't surprise me, you know these I mean, fucking conglomerates, on them. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's it, it, it's it's just bizarre. What I believe these they also make the Philips Hue light bulb that everyone fucking loves so much. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure they actually made Prince Philip himself. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then they they downgraded to like more kind of Prince Albert. Yeah, <laughs> some Alberts, <laughs> some
0: Kenokos. Um, so uh, yeah. Uh, Conoco was awarded $2 billion in compensation by international arbitration courts related to the 2007 expropriation of oil projects by the Venezuelan government. So in 2007, uh, the Venezuelan government uh, expropriated oil projects. I literally just wanted to rephrase exactly what I just said as a bit. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, just to explain the background there. Uh, So wasting no time at all after this arbitration decision. Uh, Canoco moved to take over a string of assets held by the uh, the PDVSA, which is, um, I think that's the Venezuelan oil company, if I recall. I brilliantly didn't put the full name before I put the abbreviation here, so I'm not entirely sure what it stands for.
1: PDVSA. PDVSA. That sounds like a fetish. Um, <laughs> let's look it up. PDVSA. PVDSA. Uh,
0: it's the PDVSA. Uh, Philadelphia Village... The Democratic Socialists of America.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. PDVSA. Uh, oh, it's... Oil company? Y- yeah, it's the okay. Venezuelan state-owned oil and natural gas company. So it would be like the analog to the Indonesian company I was talking about before. Okay. Um, and the acronym arises from some kind of Spanish... Or
0: or sort of like gas proms. Except right. it's not headed by someone who's sucking Trump's dick. <laughs> <laughs> Having sex, having gay sex with, with the president. Yeah, because um, that's
1: a mature reaction <laughs> to international intrigue. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so yeah, Canoco moved to take over cool. a string of assets held by the Venezuelan National Oil Company in the Caribbean earlier this week, mm-hmm. which I think that might have been last week mm-hmm. that this article was.
1: So basically, and again, let's be under a no illusions about what the fuck this means. They strong-armed some people into giving them money because they wanted more money in the first place, and then they used the money they got to strong-arm some other people because they wanted that money. Right. Because they didn't have enough power to get that money themselves.
0: Yeah. 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 They legitimately stole that, it's all that like, shit to begin with. Yeah. So.
1: yeah. It's theirs. It's like stealing milk money and then using back. that no, money to bribe a kid to bully the other kids. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking pathetic.
0: <laughs> I want to be in the arbitration court where it's just like, <laughs> uh, we find... Uh, that the defendant has legitimate cause on the basis of no takesy backsies,
1: right? Basically, right. <laughs> oh wait a minute! <laughs> I should have thought of that before I became an impoverished <laughs> colonial country.
0: Uh, yeah, based on the president uh, precedent of uh, finders keepers, losers weepers, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, we award Canoco right. uh, the rights to the PDVSA's um, uh, transshipment facility <laughs> in the island on the island of Bonaire. Um, God damn! Yeah, so Canoco has gone after a ten million barrel. Uh, storage and transshipment facility, which I'm guessing that just means they take oil from the refinery and send it to wherever it's going.
1: I believe so, yeah. Yeah. That's one of the major um, things. Just like in war, um, in transnational corporate um, economics, logistics is like 90% of it, yeah. right? All you're really doing... Especially today. Exactly. Yeah. Everything has to be integrated in such a way that... Um, one of the 400 richest people in the world gets that fucking dividend right. or whatever. Um, but and that we'll, means that we'll hear, physical we'll hear more of that in, exactly. a, in a second. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so yeah, they've gone after this storage and transit shipment facility on the island of Bonaire and storage facilities on the islands of, uh, Curacao and Aruba, all of which are off just off of Venezuela's coast. Mm-hmm. So Venezuela is having trouble keeping up oil production. Um, it has a lot mm-hmm. of equipment that needs repairs or replacement. Um, That it's unable to fix or replace, um, mostly because of lack of capital. Um, It has overworked employees. Weird. And uh, for some reason, it can't import uh, diluent, which um, is a chemical used to reduce oil viscosity. So Venezuela's oil, um, again, I've talked about this previously on the show, but there's Mm -hmm. different grades of oil Mm -hmm. based on the sulfur content and... The viscosity of the right. oil.
1: How stubborn the dinosaurs were when they died. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Um, and we all know that the the big meteor that killed all the dinosaurs right. was was near Venezuela. Yes. Um, yes. At least closer than it was Created to a lot um, of, of of to that one kingdom with resistance. the one prince guy yeah. who runs mm-hmm. it. Um, mm-hmm. um, so Venezuela's oil is very heavy, so they depend pretty heavily on on diluent in order to um, make it saleable grade, which is yeah. light sweet crude. That's the main right. one that people want. Yeah.
1: Ain't that just such a southern kind of idiom? I gotta say, light sweet, sweet crude, crude makes it sound so delicious. Right. I wanna you just drink wanna some some of fucking it. drink it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? And like, man, it, I bet it tastes like like treacle syrup. Yeah, right. I mean yeah. And also and, and in terms of like, you know, again for you know, for those of you who are listening who are maybe um less familiar with these highfalutin scientific concepts that we bandy about. Um yeah. Uh, viscosity really is just like thick, thickness or thinness. You know, it's like mm-hmm. either the oil is kind of porridgey or pudding like, you know. Normal people call it consistency, which I right, never fails dork. to
0: bother me, but I'm starting to get used to it because yeah. it's just. Exactly. I, right. You got to pick your battles. It's like basically,
1: can you drink it? Yeah. We were just, you know, fantasizing about that, but you <laughs> want it to get to that drinkable level. Yeah. Um, but if it's a little too, you know, thick.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to play the sound clip of Ricky from Trailer Park Boys like, <laughs> explaining what different types of gasoline tastes like. <laughs> there you go. That would be perfect. Yeah.
1: Um, so that's the issue right there.
0: Yeah. Uh, so Canoco ceiling, uh, ceiling, seizing the Caribbean facilities is putting even more pressure on Venezuela, mm-hmm. um, which is intentional. It's an attempt to get them to pay the damages that Canoco won in arbitration. So production is so low that Venezuela recently fell uh, over half a million barrels short of what it promised to ship to customers, so back to what Chris was saying about logistics mm-hmm. um, because logistics is so important um, and today everything is done at the very last second um it's just all on demand yep so um getting like meeting these um, quotas for contracts is mm. is extremely important mm. um, and so venezuela 's Falling short by like a huge percentage because the, the total production they were supposed to give them was like I think it was like two hundred fifty million. So they're short by a yeah. huge percentage. Yeah, it's not even just a small quite a amount, bit. Um, relatively. Mm-hmm. Um, so the export side is bad enough, um, but they're also having trouble keeping up uh, crude production and refinement. Um, so it, it, in addition to, um, yeah, not producing enough from their oil fields um they're not able to refine it quick enough right um so a pdvsa executive said that crude production is far short of what they've been contracted to produce mm-hmm. and uh, they're un- unable to make up the shortfall like th- they could probably uh, i guess what they're saying is they could import oil or um send it to another refinery um, if they had free cash, right. but they don't. Yeah, exactly. Um, and this
1: is all part of the same fucking game that's always being played, which is, you know, you just starve the other worker, you know? If, if, mm-hmm. if you're a capitalist, you know, well, first off, you're not working. You're just fucking, you know, bullying people. But, like, you know, you, you feed yours and you you basically hoard the food, so to speak, and then the other ones, you, you keep that food away from them. And this analogy that's the cash that's the finance that they need to actually make workarounds happen to get around any kind of obstacles but if you block all those things and you know cash is one of the easiest things to block uh from the capitalist perspective yeah right because no
0: one like no one outside of venezuela and few people inside of venezuela i mean not few but like basically the bolivar Mm -hmm. which is the sovereign currency of venezuela Mm -hmm. is is not um very well accepted um prices denominated in boulevards within the country are very high and mm. countries outside of Venezuela aren't really going to take boulevards. Um, they would rather take dollars and exactly,
1: um, because of we, reasons
0: we we should talk <laughs> at some point about the petrodollar and, and the domination of the U S dollar in, in trading oil. Um, yep. which as I understand it is, is based on basically like treaties Exactly. There's there's actual treaties that that mandate that other countries trade oil in dollars, um, which essentially forces uh, countries that aren't friendly with the U.S. to be friendly with the U.S. in order to get dollars to buy oil. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, in the case of Venezuela, if they wanted to buy oil in order to meet their contract quotas, um, they would have to do so in dollars. Because oil is traded in dollars, yeah. but they don't have enough dollars, so they can't. If they if it was if they were able to trade oil in bolivars, then they could just issue more currency. Exactly. It's and then they would they would just have a, a debt to another country, which is fine. Right. Um, right. Uh, so. Uh, yeah. So uh, another a quote from this article: PDVSA could cite U.S. sanctions as a justification for force majeure. Uh, And while that could potentially provide some legal basis for nixing shipments, man, I don't like how this guy writes. Uh, (laughs) From the oil market perspective, it makes no difference one way or another why exports are declining or who's at fault. So basically the people who are supposed to receive Venezuelan oil, they don't give a shit why it's not working. Um, So even though Venezuela could say, oh, well, the reason that um, we're not able to meet this contract uh, quota is because the U.S. is fucking with us, but it really doesn't... They don't care. Yeah. Um, And that's kind of a little microcosm of capitalism itself where it doesn't matter how you do whatever you
1: do as exactly. long as you get the money that yep. the other person is expecting. Yep. And this is the interesting thing and just another aside because I love disrupting the natural course of conversation. Oh, that's the whole podcast. Fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm getting used to this, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ryan's an expert. I'm but a neophyte. But this is within the within the capitalist world.
0: I, I just thought of a, a line based on that. Just a step too late, but Kratom is for closers.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Um, within the, within the world that is governed by capitalist principles and, uh, well really lack of principles or scruples, but like power dynamics, ultimately, um, the emerging consciousness of people who are kind of on the down and out tends to lead toward the far right or the far left because they're all interested in things like. Autarky, which is when you govern your own economy, mm-hmm. because you understand at least implicitly that capitalism is a kind of a mode of interference yeah. with your own affairs. Right. And so you get fascists, communists, and anarchists who, of course, can never stop bickering because, you know... Yeah. Right. And hopefully...
0: Because we anarchists are really on the side of the fascists. Right, yeah. Um, as, like the, as
1: we know, yeah, we um, all like read the, the same literature who, they, and wear the same clothing. They've never
0: traded a million barrels of oil or a million tons of oil to um, the Nazis.
1: Right. And if they did, it wasn't wrong. And if it was wrong, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Yeah.
0: yeah, They had to deal with the existential threat of the Nazis by giving them a million tons of oil. Right.
2: (laughs) It's logical. (laughs) Very logical. Yes. Yes. We, we
1: had to somehow contain them by enriching them. Um, but- Sorry, our communist country had to do capitalism
0: with the Nazis. <laughs> 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 Jesus fucking Christ.
1: <laughs> so, this is, so this is the interesting uh, kind of uh, aspect of this competition between the Venezuelan economic system and their specific um, political economic concerns and the wider capitalist context, which always pits everyone against everyone. but which also guarantees the, like, well, 95% of the time that some powerful capitalist or their cronies and firms win out in some some way or other so that they can ratchet things up for the next round. And so this kind of, I think, brings us to a point you were about to make in our write-up about the actual structure of the Venezuelan economy and how it functions and what it's really about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, take it away. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Um, so, let's see. I have to scroll up a little bit. Mm. Um, yeah, so their failure to meet the contract quotas um, has caught up with them. Um, they recently handed seven oil fields over to private companies. Um, this was earlier this week. Um, so, the companies will operate the fields for six years. According to their contract, they must boost production perform needed maintenance on equipment and uh, purchase replacement equipment for stuff that needs to be replaced. Right. Uh, PDVSA will pay a fee for the oil that they produce and uh, it will reimburse them for investments into the oil fields. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of like a
1: workaround, that, right? Yeah.
2: yeah. So they're
0: they're sort of privatizing it, yeah. but unlike privatization in um, in the sense that we're familiar with, um, it's a limited Contract, so mm-hmm. they're not going to have these oil fields forever, right? And not they don't like they don't get ownership Aubrey over Aubrey McClendon, right? Yeah, they don't <laughs> they don't get ownership over anything that they put into it. So they'll get compensated, which, I mean, yeah, I don't agree with that, but I guess if you're dealing with political reality, then sometimes you do Things have to make get those weird. kind of promises when you don't Things have the power get to weird with institutions. Tell them to go yeah. suck an egg. Yep, um just an egg though. Yeah. Um, so, of the companies revealed to be part of this deal, uh, five of them are Venezuelan, uh, which means Venezuela is not socialist; it's a capitalist country with price controls. Yep. Because it has private businesses. Yep. Um, and now the government is giving contracts to those private businesses, which um, is
1: never mind. I won't even say it. <laughs> um,
0: and and the other t- of the other two, one is Panamanian and another is Chinese. Mm-hmm. Um, the, actually, there could be more companies. It's seven oil fields. It just happens to be seven companies, but maybe it's one to one. I don't know. It doesn't doesn't matter. And it
1: could always change, right? Because of the nature of the contracts, yeah, and Um, of capitalism.
0: So last month, um, Maduro cut oil subsidies for citizens.
1: Um,
0: So for those who don't know, uh, which definitely didn't include me, prior to reading about the stuff for this episode, I I knew this the whole time. Uh, uh, Citizens in Venezuela get oil for i think it's like yeah one one bolivar per liter Hmm. um, because of subsidies for for
1: citizens only not for businesses so citizens just to clarify because i actually didn't hear about this at all and you read about it so i hope i'm not embarrassing you with this question so citizens get a bolivar or a bolivar however they pronounce that for like per liter of oil produced no like no if they go to a, a gas station, now I'm embarrassed. They buy a, a liter of
0: petrol at one boulevard.
1: Oh, I see. So yeah. it's it's basically subsidized so that a citizen. Yeah. So when you buy
0: when you purchase oil, you only have to pay one boulevard per liter. Basically, just is like yeah. I
1: have an ID. Is that so? That's what this is.
0: Right. Yeah. So before they didn't need an ID or anything, but so now, mm-hmm. um, so they're ending oil subsidies for like a- any. Tom Dick and Harry, I guess is right. the phrase. Um, so have to restrict the access, right? So, so Maduro created a fa- uh, card called a, a, called a Fatherland ID. I don't know why that's so hard for me to say. Um, Fatherland ID <laughs> because um, because it causes
1: the gorge to rise, <laughs> it causes the bile to boil in your throat. <laughs> Fatherland ID. <laughs> um,
0: so you basically fill out a bunch of forms, you get this ID card, and then um, the ID. Gets you back on that sweet, sweet one boulevard per liter of light, sweet, crude. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, so that you can you can drink all you want. Um, yep. Um, anyway. Um, <laughs> How <so> else <laughs> will they put food on their families? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How else do you put food on the table unless you <laughs> get a liter liter of oil for a boulevard? That's right. Um, so critics complain. That it's the uh, that it's a ploy to limit the oil subsidies to supporters of the Maduro government, which which you is know, stupid.
2: I
1: I see the logic because it's the sort of thing that, like. If you're grasping for a if thing you're to grasping, argue about you're why a cynic, bad, yeah. <laughs> then that's you're the like, first thing it will go for. You're like, well, you know, I mean, we repress our voters, <laughs> so this is probably... <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: so about half the country has registered for a Fatherland ID so far, so mm-hmm. this argument is kind of stupid. Um, so other critics complain that it's a ploy to collect information on citizens. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Fatherland ID <laughs> is free, but applicants have to answer questions mm-hmm. about... Uh, socioeconomic status which probably means right. that these particular winers are wealthy and they don't want to disclose right. how fucking rich they are yeah yeah um
1: and it's 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 obviously less humane than having your private data stolen relentlessly every microsecond of every day oh yeah by social networks which are now more yeah, or less way more necessary to your economic <laughs> existence <laughs> It's not like, it's 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 far more crude and, and brutal yeah.
0: than that. Oh, and by the way, I didn't explain, I didn't write this in the notes, I, I didn't explain why this subsidy is ending. It's not just because of um, lack of oil production, it's also because uh, smuggling has been a huge problem with this mm-hmm. arrangement, uh, where basically uh, dudes will uh, fill up c- cans of gas or oil, uh, and then... The picture I saw was a guy on a motorcycle. So I'm assuming they do this with motorcycles, but
1: maybe not. I'm I'm just imagining this fucking badass scene of like this I don't know, a Colombian or something <laughs> on a like a little Yamaha <laughs> with like literally just like 5 liters of oil on in their backpack yeah. and they go zooming off the coast, off a fucking pier into the sunset and they land in a speedboat <laughs> that in the imagination of our white supremacist um, critics here Um, is probably, you know, piloted by a Somalian, um, (laughs) and then they just go and blow up the Twin Towers all over again. They accelerate really fast. really fast. They go off
0: a ramp. Ultra fast. And then they land on a
1: Somalian pirate ship. Yes. uh, Where they give them the oil. (laughs) Exactly. And the five liters of stolen, well, sorry, uh, incorrectly subsidized oil (laughs) is then robbed from our true friends... Canoco Phillips. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, who, yeah. So basically, the, who are rolling troops under the beach right now? <laughs> basically, the scam
0: was, uh, you know, Venezuelan citizens would fill up a jerry can of gas it would, and they would take it to another country and uh-huh. then sell it at a non-subsidized right. price. So they're they're just arbitraging the, the government subsidies. It's really um, unfortunate, guys. Yeah, and so the last complaint from critics of this f- uh, fatherland ID uh, situation are. Uh, people complaining that it's a ploy to secretly introduce rationing by <laughs> limiting the amount of subsidized oil a single fatherland ID can purchase, which like seems more like uh, everyone that's has the overt purpose of it. Everyone
1: has a, an indeed natural right <laughs> to guzzle as much sweet crude as their bellies <laughs> can handle, and a fatherland ID should not bar them from this. <laughs> inalienable nay privilege. <laughs> this whole criticism is so funny to me though because it, it's
0: it's like after the Trump tax cuts if if like a Democrat pundit was like this is all just secretly a ploy to give the rich uh, more of to let them keep more of their money. Yeah. Like No, that's literally what it's for. That's
1: what it's fucking for. (laughs) Hey, wait a minute. (laughs) Jesus Christ.
0: (laughs) You're trying to trick us into not buying as much oil (laughs) so we
1: can't sell it over the border. (laughs) You know what I am going to do? I'm going to buy a Keurig and and throw it out my truck window. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: Yeah, so that's that's the Venezuela situation right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's see. How are we doing on time?
1: It's 9:11 oh, p.m. Make a that's, wish.
0: That's going to be useful. yeah Going to write some C sharp code while we're recording. Oh man. I love the start bar. It's so good. I wish um, I could
1: do half the magic that you can do. <laughs> then I I would have a proper job. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we'd hate it equally, but.
0: <laughs> um. So <clears throat> I got two more things here. Um. Yeah. Some some local interest. Three more. One. Yeah. That's one. Um I so I, ho- I hope you enjoyed I was that. waiting for that update <laughs> yes
1: uh um, that's on my r s s feed yeah,
0: two um anarchists in Puerto Rico uh oh, yeah. were the first ones to rebuild the electric grid in
1: uh a remote
2: village
0: how interesting, yeah, <laughs> not the first ones of course, the first ones were elon musk,
1: yes, right
2: uh, he used um
0: who
1: single yeah put with it together. an arm yes. yeah he
0: flew he flew all the solar panels in yeah. uh with a helicopter that he piloted himself right right. Gave
1: birth to a cyborg dragon, which yeah. then shot um, Wi-Fi electricity right to the. Well, homes I mean, that's just he didn't literally give
0: birth to that's one of his companies. R- right. Yes, he's yeah. one of his companies. He thought of while he was on Twitter. Hatch to hatchling.
1: <laughs> yep. Um, it was it was a h- holographic cyborg dragon <laughs> that just beamed electricity directly into the <laughs> into the eyes of the children. Yeah.
0: Yep. He uh, dug up some <laughs> some wires from the ground <laughs> and cut them, and then uh, yeah. the the dragon snorted electricity out of its nostrils Darn. directly into
1: the wires, and the wires <laughs> just powered all of Puerto Rico. A uh, fucking <laughs> B-movie from the 80s. That's Elon Musk, everybody. A uh, B-movie from the 80s. So
0: basically these anarchists in Puerto Rico in this remote village decided that the government wasn't going to do a good enough job of rebuilding the electric grid after Hurricane Maria. So they decided to... Do a sensible thing. Um, yeah, put together some solar panels and uh wire a grid together, and they mm-hmm. they got power back for like, their. Oh village. my
1: gosh, we have science of our own. This is incredible. We can do this,
0: right? And uh if I remember correctly, this had been operating for four yeah. months by the and then, time. And the this pictures look
1: badass. Like they've got a whole like solar. Yeah, that's grid a legit there. solar
0: panel. They got this. It looks
1: good. It's huge. And this, nice this and they're this, just, is, like this is bigger than the ones they have in everything. Um, Most of the United States. What's that
0: pickle <laughs> company in
2: North
1: Carolina? uh
0: not Vlasic. What what are what are the biggest? I, I don't I don't know Mount,
2: shit about Mount Olive. Mount Olive.
1: Mount Olive. Mount Olive Pickle, really? Yeah. They fucked up on that one. Uh, yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um no in in Mount Olive, North Carolina, uh, there's this uh town that produces pickles. Um but they also have huge solar farms there. Nice. And the panels there are like half the size of this. Damn. Um, they only they are like this big, basically. Mm, so like we're lazy it, now. Like extremely big. Yeah. But yeah, so um yeah, these uh, anarchist, cool big dick badasses yes. Uh, yes. put together a solar grid. We, um, we need
1: to create a new acronym that will circulate around <laughs> Twitter forever. Hashtag PRBDE, <laughs> Puerto Rican Big Dick Energy. <laughs> Hell yeah!
0: Um, and so uh, some some little dick pigs uh, get uh, they they evicted them. So they Fuck they were operating man. out of a church um, in their in their village, which right. is a pretty common thing. Yeah, I was I was just li- listening to. Uh, uh, new Brand new podcast Goth Angel Sin- Sinners Oh yeah Goth Angel, Sinners. Goth Angel Singers.
1: Goth Angel uh, Sinners So uh, Goth Angel Sinners Is mm-hmm.
0: uh, by uh, Friends of the show uh Trubot and Chloe Who mm-hmm. were on our uh, Neighborhood block party episode um, And they were talking about Fuck how did I even get on this Oh they were talking about uh, Revolutionary Catalonia And oh, how yeah. um, Food distribution was done Through churches So yeah. pretty common Venue for anarchists to, Yeah uh, give away free stuff. Right. Um, so basically, uh, the Puerto Rican government sent sent some um, some piggies out uh, to evict them from their base of operations. So God I dang. think they're still. God damn. I think they're still running the thing. It's just they're not supposed to be in the church anymore. Right. But, right. You know, subaltern. You know church. How anarchists, anarchists love obeying authority. Yeah. So you know,
1: it is a good thing. <laughs> I'm they, sure they're, they're not in there right now. <laughs> <laughs> um
0: and so speaking of uh hurricanes and and swine um the last story i have here is about coal and And how yeah and how uh pig feces and coal ash are a serious concern in north carolina floods so with the hurricane that man we really thought it was gonna be catastrophic i don't know about you
1: yeah you know i i i I hate casualties but i love a good storm (laughs) Um, the last hurricane that came through here—were you living in this
0: in this area during the last hurricane? I've been, was like,
1: I've been here for a year and a month, so since oh, okay. mid-August last year. Okay, so this
0: was like in 2014, I think. Oh, okay. 2013. I was still no, in no. Grade it was, no, it was probably 2011 actually. 2011, 2012. We had a hurricane and. It was fun as hell, and uh, yeah, so I was hoping for another hurricane like that, Yeah, but yeah. instead we get one uh, where it just rains a lot and uh, floods uh, lagoons of pig shit and coal ash ponds.
1: Nice. Lagoons of pig shit yeah. is just poetic sounding. Yeah. Um, probably not smelling. So there was a couple
0: of things that I, I thought were interesting here. Um, there are, I mean, there's thousands of these pig shit lagoons in, in the state.
2: Um, wait, wait
1: thousands of pig shit lagoons yeah because of the <laughs> thousands before no no like, oh, before okay yeah these swine farms now okay
0: i, I always forget that we're gonna do an episode of swine farms watched as many documentaries as me <laughs> um I mean, so back during the golden age of documentaries I, okay, around 2011 yeah. i watched like every granted, documentary i was believe on it i'm just yeah you yeah know. yeah um so these these large uh they call them cafos concentrated animal feeding operations oh uh, okay yeah, yeah so yeah, these yeah. these Basically, uh, factory farms that have mm. uh, huge numbers of animals. Mm. I've seen um,
1: smaller uh, versions of those in the Midwest where we used to live. And there was uh-huh. one one fucking pig farm on a stretch of country road that we always had to pass on the way from, like, I think it was home to church. Take
2: me home. And <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we
1: called it Hog Bend because the smell was so bad. Uh-huh. Just like in Gary, Indiana, you just had to roll your windows up and hold your breath for about five minutes. Oof. So everybody was, like, next to passing out by the time you passed the farm. But it was like yeah. that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So these, these CAFOs, um, because they have so many animals in such a small space, they yep. have to deal with the shit they mm-hmm. produce in some way. Mm-hmm. So they just fill lakes with it. What? And then it, eventually it flows as, like, effluent into whatever tributary right. into our lives. it goes into. Into yeah. our souls. Uh, or in yeah. the case of, of North Carolina during this hurricane where it's just raining a ton. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just overflows. Right. Um. So there's been reports of at least 21 lagoon overtops, which is overflows. Right. Um, and of course the North Carolina Port Jesus. Council said, "Oh, it's rare for them to overflow." Like, yeah, of course. They yeah, unless said something that. bad happens, yeah, yeah, yeah. which uh, yeah. guess what's going to be happening in right. increasing frequency
1: from now until yeah. uh, you know end of the fucking year time, 10, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. It's uh, rare, based on our records prior to this year. Yeah. yeah.
0: So the, the the council, the council that told us that uh, this thing was rare, uh, said uh, the other three thousand lagoons in the state are in good shape. Which, oh, just that's to start news. fucking
1: planting stuff in that, in that pig shit, you know. <laughs> this is what I think it's too toxic for that. I think that's well, the problem. Okay, well, then they need to start Especially because, because
0: those pigs are fed antibiotics yeah, and stuff, so, so, so then like,
1: we need to start planting politicians in the pig shit <laughs> and oh, see, see how that works. Dan,
0: that is a cruel punishment, it but is a cruel punishment, <laughs> and I'm all about the cruelty.
1: <laughs>
0: all right, so our new policy prescription mm-hmm. is throw
1: Jeff Bezos into a pig shit lagoon. Yeah, you want to hear a fucking joke? Okay. It's a story joke. Okay. And it's uh, from my religious father. And it goes like okay. this. So, <laughs> so, a guy goes to hell. Okay. That's, that's not the joke. But he Jeff, goes to Jeff hell. Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos goes to hell. Let's, let's, let's make this good. Let's make it sweet and crude. Jeff Bezos goes to hell. And, uh, you know, a minor demon is his concierge. And he says, All right, here you are, Jeff, you motherfucker. You're in hell. And you're at our mercy, but you have one final choice before you spend eternity rotting your fucking ass off in this. This hole. kind of
0: sounds like the Heath Ledger Joker. You have one final you choice. Have one
1: final choice. <laughs> Why is choice. so serious? Why so? <laughs> Bezos? <laughs> and so he they, he basically leads him down this long fiery corridor, and there's two doors, and it's one of these things where he says, you know, you get to check out these two vast chambers of misery and decide which misery you'd prefer to uh. deal with. And Jeff's like, "Well, you know, I've always been a decision maker, blah blah fucking blah." So, the this minor demon throws open door number 1 and and it's just like endless. I mean, we're fucking talking about like like transdimensionally endless fields of people waiting around helplessly and shit up to their nipples you know and (laughs) and just like oh wow like and it's just it smells awful you know there's like gouts of fire coming from this hell swamp (laughs) and he's like oh my fucking god that is that is awful you know um and then he he goes he goes well what's in the next room and the and the minor demon says all right fine we'll show you fucking God damn it, you know. So he sh- he throws open the next fiery door and it's literally almost the same thing. This <laughs> vast transdimensional hellscape of just like just like shit up to your nipples and everybody's just <laughs> everybody's just w- waiting around helplessly. Oh my god, what is this place? He's like it's almost and then he's like wait, wait, wait. There is a difference. Everybody's standing around, they got a cup of coffee kind of holding it elbows high above above the shit and, uh-huh. the, and the, and the fire and everything and the, the kind of chemical pooling and, and they're just kind of like looking around miserably and they're just take, taking, sips of coffee and he's like, well, fuck. I mean, I, I guess I'll take room number two, you know, <laughs> and the demons like fine, you know, get in there. Fuck you. So Jeff goes and he, start, he sort of forces himself to wade into this mess And the door slams shut for all eternity behind him. And then this gigantic, booming voice from above goes, All right, fuckers. Coffee breaks over. Get back on your heads. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Fuck you, Jeff.
0: Yeah, so that's what we're going to do to Jeff Bezos. (laughs) Um, All right, so... Back to the uh, actual, real <laughs> rivers of shit. <laughs> North um, Carolina. Oh, and by the way, when you mentioned that, um, the, the punishment that I previously had in mind for billionaires was uh, there's this place... Oh, and this actually goes along with the theme of the episode. There's this place, and I think it's the Czech Republic, um, that the uh, the English name of it is, like, the gate to hell. <laughs> and it's basically this giant pit of natural gas veins that has been burning continuously for like 60 years oh god <laughs> so it accidentally caught fire or something like that like uh, a long uh. time ago and it's just been burning ever since then is that so the isn't that where jfk was? Like,
1: throw them into hell <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> right just give them a running leap yeah
0: um so anyway uh the 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 pig port council the council of hogs who sell <laughs> hogs um said it will watch the situation closely. About 9 million pigs are raised on 2,100 farms across the state. God damn. And although farmers took extraordinary measures ahead of the storm, including moving thousands of animals to higher ground, they have suffered losses. Mm. So they estimate they've lost about 5,500 hogs, which, I mean, out of 8.9 million, that's not a huge amount, I guess. Uh, But by comparison, North Carolina lost 2,800 to Hurricane Matthew in 2016. Um, Another alarming thing is, some three point four million poultry birds were also killed in North Carolina, um, which exceeds the losses in Hurricane Matthew. Um, so that's a small genocide of chickens. Fuck. Damn, pretty fucked up. Yeah, um, I mean,
1: those dinosaurs didn't ask for that.
0: Yeah, but again, I guess in terms of the total, it's not a huge number because mm. the total is uh, for for all poultry birds 830 million chickens and 32 million turkeys so kind of a small fraction but still a lot still a genocide still a i guess yeah that's, that's um, fucking awful yeah yeah um yeah and so uh a bunch of other chicken shit shit about shit. chickens and pig shit shit yep. about pigs um so we'll move on to the, the coal part so oh yeah um, they're also concerned about the threat of coal ash in the floodwaters, which Fuck. Uh, not a lot of people know this, but uh, coal ash, which is obviously the, the byproduct of uh, coal power plants, um, is is not only extremely toxic because it includes a bunch of heavy metals um, like arsenic and mercury, mm-hmm. uh, but it's also more radioactive than ra- than radioactive nuclear waste. <laughs>
1: That's terrifying. So the byproduct of terrifying. a nuclear power
0: plant is less radioactive than coal ash, mm-hmm. uh, which is... Um, I, I I only know this because my parents live in North Carolina, but there's been scandals um, with the governor of California and his connection to Duke Energy where um, Duke Energy illegally started all these coal ash ponds. Yeah. They were not really supposed to dump all this shit like the way that it did. Um, but because of the governor of North Carolina, uh, was, uh, intimately connected with Duke energy, um, they basically only had to pay like a $10,000 fine, Jesus not goodness. like per site. Just, to- just, yeah, that's for, for all of the illegal shit they did. They just paid $10,000. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know who pays more than ten thousand dollars for something worthwhile? Any students everywhere. <laughs> any company with <laughs> one employee? <laughs> yeah, literally any, any anybody. Yeah, um, ten grand is probably less than any other bonuses. Yeah, even all the way down to like a fucking junior manager.
0: Yeah, and and so I think the problem with this um, <clears throat> is that this stuff can. I mean, like w- once the floodwaters get into it it can just spread
1: wherever. Yeah. Um oh yeah, effluent goes fucking everywhere yeah. and it gets into plants and it gets into animals and it's just like an oil spill. Yeah. Uh which that's is That's the problem
0: with trying to pile it all in y- one spot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, not
1: gonna yeah. it's
0: not going to work.
1: Yeah. Long term it's not going to work. Putting I mean, you politicians can put it in a container,
0: in, but that container's probably still going to like eventually be penetrated by something. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like uh, container, yeah, containers are
0: are imperfect. We really need to, what we really need to do is just not produce toxic stuff in the first place, because mm. then we won't have these kind of problems.
1: That sounds like communism, my friend. It is. That's it. No, shut. Fuck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite response now. Like, it, it is. Oh, that though. sounds like
1: socialism. Yet, yep. Frankly, I, I'm. That in, is correct. I'm in favor of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um.
0: Yeah. So because of this hurricane, uh, there's going to be coal ash. Everywhere, pretty much. All up and down I-40. Oh, which, by the way, uh, I know this from my parents again. Uh, Currently, 100 miles of I-40 is closed down because of flooding. It's basically a giant river right now.
1: Jesus. Yeah,
0: it's crazy. Um, And uh, Wilmington is basically uh, cut off because on one side they have, um, I don't know what the bay is, but they have a a big bay there um, that goes almost directly out to the ocean. And then, well, I guess that's the definition of Bay. But uh, <laughs> um, so on one, side, uh, on one side, they have the Bay. Um, and then on, on the other side, they have I-40, uh, which goes up to Central North, Caroli- or, yeah, Central North Carolina and, uh-huh. and Raleigh and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and so I-40 is flooded. So nobody can get there. Jeez. So, my, like, my parents and neighbors uh, in their fucking gated community uh, mm. have, have tried multiple times <laughs> to uh, get to Wilmington. Um, from wherever they fled to, um, and they just haven't been able to do it. Um, so people have been cut off. But uh, another thing that anarchists did mm-hmm. is organize uh, airlifts oh, to yes. get people and supplies That's into awesome. Wilmington. Um, so they were actually the real first responders. Yeah. yeah. Unlike
1: the pigs. Yeah.
0: Um, unlike the firefighters, who I respect slightly more than the pigs, but I still suspect that they're quite reactionary. Um,
1: Depends on the firefighter I think yeah, Firefighters sure. and paramedics Are always like They're like the friendly libertarians Yeah I'm sure it's cases. more of a mix Yeah too, Whereas cops like, are like Straight up fucking Nazis Yeah they're Nazis. all just fascists <laughs> Yeah
0: um, Yeah So I think that's pretty much All we got for this
1: Yeah Episode Do you have anything else to add? Um I think that's everything from me. Oil sucks. Um, yeah, and if you also want to hear about more uh, coal and coal ash related uh, politics, obviously check out our friends in Kentucky, Trillbilly Workers Party. Oh yeah, yeah, they're great people. Yeah, very interesting great. podcast. I often fall asleep to them, not for the reasons. that Tom they... does have a very relaxing voice. It's very relaxing. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. Um, and, but then and Terrence... Terrence, got that Terrence's laugh. laugh. Like, yeah, that. Yeah, it keeps you. It keeps you level. You know. Yeah, you relaxed. You're hyped. You now know? I'm imagining
0: a podcast with Terrence and Stav
1: from Cumtown and that's the whole thing. <laughs> it's just them laughing. Right. I also admire Tanya's propensity for fighting. You know, it really, yeah. like, keeps me alive. So, um, you guys are fucking awesome. You're yeah. nobody. You're everything. I wish I could move to Kentucky just to shake your hand. Um, but uh, that's... And for the record, I pronounce it Appalachia. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, where I come from, it's something closer to Apollacha, <laughs> which I think is it's because it was named after like a Greek god. Greek god, <laughs> um, that doubled as like a jello-based dessert. Um, <laughs> we're running out of steam, folks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got to go to bed soon. Uh, yeah, I got to start drinking again.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah. If you don't enjoyed drink that. the coal ash. Yeah, do drink the sweet crude. Don't drink coal ash. Dr- yeah, drink crude. Don't drink uh-huh. pig shit. Yep. Um, Keep your fatherland ID on organic. your person at all times. Yep. <laughs>
1: Lest um, you be compelled to ramp your motorcycle onto a speedboat, onto a cruiser of some kind, <laughs> and then potentially blow up New York. <laughs> um, yeah, don't do terrorism, please. Don't do terrorism. Um, but do first response. Unless
0: you really want to. Right and then because we are you know
2: what we're not who, gonna who are you. we <laughs> to tell you who are we to tell you what's yeah. a terrorism we're
0: not we're not lifestyle gurus yeah. so yeah. if you d- if you really do want to do terrorism go ahead and right. do it right uh but if if you want our advice um you probably will get caught yeah. so yeah that's the most that's the most yeah.
1: dangerous part of it is right b- being caught yeah but if you have to get caught get caught on richard spencer's face yeah
0: So, uh, yeah, if you enjoyed this episode, if you want to hear more advice on, uh, whether or not you should do terrorism, um, (laughs) 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 uh, you can follow us on Twitter at neighbor sci pod. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm at handle of Rye. Chris is at solidarity underscore goth. Uh, we have a Facebook page, which is neighbor science. We have a Patreon, patreon patreon.com slash neighbor science. Um, I'll probably start giving some of the money to Chris because he's currently working three jobs and I'm oh only yeah. working like, <laughs> I like am. three quarters of one. <laughs> yeah. <I> mean, really, <laughs> That's cool. Um, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> um, what else? We have an Instagram that Peter's still running. It's at uh, neighbor science on mm-hmm. Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, oh, we, love and Peter we switched too. websites. So the new website is uh, neighbor science. I think, hold on, neighbor science at uh, dot dot um, I just typed science with an M, so that's smart. Yeah, neighborscience.podbean.com. Um, I will eventually get a proper domain name. A proper domain name, and it will most likely be neighborsciencepodcast.com. Yep. And then we'll. Re- I don't want to take neighborscience because if Maiko decides to make a website,
1: I want him to have the rights to neighborscience. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, and, and then once we monetize this site properly, and 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 just like post a bunch of like double banners of like hentai game ads on it. Um <laughs> then, you know, we recommend you start bringing other people on to listen and really enjoy our curated um marketing content and, yeah. and affiliate ads and yeah.
0: Yeah. And um another thing to look forward to with Podbean is uh for anyone who's a span, uh, span of Spotify, mm. uh fan of Spotify, uh fan of Spotify um <laughs> which I recommend against, but you know, I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. Right. Do terrorism, listen to Spotify, I don't care. Yeah. Um, we will eventually get on Spotify. The only thing I have to do is uh, go through our older episodes and uh, remove any copyrighted music. So,
1: Right. I don't know if, or recommendations I don't know if my Cardi for terrorism.
0: B, not <laughs> Cardi B, I don't know if my Playboy Cardi uh, avoiding too many N-Bombs remix of Broke Boy counts as copyrighted technically, it's a derivative work that I made. Right. But If it's
1: deconstructed, you know, who I'm sure knows? according
0: to the law, right? You know, the law, like the proper noun, uh, that's yeah, probably a copyrighted a song. So once I get rid of all the copyrighted songs, I can submit it to Spotify. Yeah. It'll be on there. Judge and, Dredd's um,
1: gonna burst into your bedroom one night, <laughs> <laughs> over um, a
0: Cardi B track. <laughs> Playboy Cardi. Playboy Cardi. Cardi. Sorry, sorry, I, I yeah. misheard you. The other, the other hip hop Cardi. Yeah. Um. Both although cards. I do love both of them. Yes. Um, even though both they're great. they're both. Uh, Apparently not great people, but, you know, whatever. But, hey,
1: they're cardier than me. Yeah. 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 All right, bye. All right, bye, guys.